Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Rhythms Podcast. So thankful for you tuning in. My name is Spencer Lohman, and I am the pastor of vision and teaching at United City in Greensboro, North Carolina. And our heartbeat behind the Rhythms Podcast comes out of Matthew 11, and we just love Eugene Peterson's translation of that passage of Scripture where it specifically says, from the words of Jesus, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Uh, We love that sentiment that we as the people of God should practice rhythms and disciplines that orient us in the way of Jesus. If you haven't liked or followed or subscribed or whatever you're supposed to do with this podcast, we would love for you to do that and give us a review if you like the content that we are creating and producing. I am very excited for our conversation today. It is with a good friend of mine. Her name is Vania Claiborne. And the conversation today is around creativity as a practice and as a discipline and rhythm for formation. She's a choreographer, a barista. She's so thoughtful and is a folk theologian. She loves to write. She's just an awesome individual. And I'm very excited to have her on the podcast today. So without further ado, I hope that you enjoy this podcast on creativity with Vania Claiborne. Vania, it is such an honor and a pleasure to have you join us for the first time on the Rhythms Podcast. Um, I'm excited. Vania is a thoughtful barista, choreographer, creative, (laughs) uh, intellect, folk theologian. You know, you can just throw out all these different really cool adjectives and that will probably describe Vania to some degree. Um, Vania has just become a good friend of Jordan and I as a follower of Jesus and as someone who is uber creative, uh, which is the topic of our conversation today. It's creativity as a practice and as a rhythm and as a discipline for our formation. Now, honestly, I understand some of you listening probably are thinking, maybe half of you are thinking, well, I'm more analytical. I'm a numbers person. I'm not creative, you know. Um, what is it? There's like left brain, right brain, you know, yeah. types of leanings. Um, but the reality is for all of us is um, there is a creative element within our being um, in different directions. And so um, we're going to have a conversation today about creativity. But with all that being said, Vania, welcome to the Rhythms Podcast. Man, thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, each thing about me to be here. And it's it's fun. It's a a topic that's been kind of more and more or less coming up more and more in my life to think about more strategically <laughs> the things that may happen naturally, how they actually are uh, um, pretty integral to, to, to function to life. So glad to be here. So, so good. Um, Vania, why don't we just kind of do a quick little intro into just who you are in terms of you as a creative um, speak to that a little bit, and then we'll kind of go into more of the pragmatic stuff and what it looks like to be a creative, what that really means, and uh, why yeah. it's integral to our formation. So let's just start with that brief little introduction. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, um, I guess it's weird because this kind of bubble of like creative is such an open title. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. It's very like generic. It's, 
generic. Um, but the mediums that I kind of work in um, for the longest or like the most shaped skills, choreography and dance. I grew up um, dancing and then shifted to uh, kind of creating dance most of my most of my life, honestly. Um, I really love the practice of shaping time and space and kind of creating an environment where an audience member or someone can look in on another human moving um, through space, being, telling a story, you know, critiquing, making observations. Um, so that's the main medium I work with. Um, but then in late, I've just kind of been <laughs> getting more and more into writing. I guess it's been there for a long time. I didn't really realize it was there. The next thing so I So now you're out, a writer as well. Yeah, There's it's another- weird. There's another title that we can just attribute to you, a writer. Barely. I mean, if you so I like <laughs> if you read what I wrote, they'd be like, "Did you go to school?" I'm like, "Leave me alone. I, I can spell sometimes." How about content, not grammar? Content. Forget the grammar. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of poetry, honestly. Um, poetry is become a. Uh, it's surprising, but spoken word, particularly performed poetry, has become a um, a really cool processing place for me. Um, and so those are, so those are some of the things and, you know, as always lay, lay musician, very basic guitar and all that other stuff that we just have fun doing and interested kind of in like the whole film and, you know, just a little bit of everything, but the main things are like dance and, and now the written, written words. That's where I live at most of the time. I, I love that. So, so good. And, and Vanilla, you grew up, uh, in Boston, spent some time in Boston and then made your way to Charlotte and graduated high school in Charlotte and then found your way at UNCG here in, in the Greensboro area. And um, yeah, it's such a beautiful um, glimpse into just all the things you're engaged in. I love it. Um, so let's start out with this. What do you think at a high level, what does it mean to be creative as a human being? What does it mean to be creative? I mean, I think it just means to, to share an attribute with God, just like it's the first thing we learn about him. Um, so to be a creative person is like we get to we get to closely know a piece of God's nature by being people who can take these borrowed materials and recreate something else and then look at it and see what your hands have made and like call it good and get to share in that. Um, yeah, I just think it's a unique thing. Like a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people who don't necessarily take the time to create don't necessarily get to to feel that when you make something and look down with your hands like, wow. This is this is the thing I made, and this is what God got to do, and this is what He, you know, might have felt like, or we can speculate, and just kind of finding some solidarity in the fact that, man, this is a cool gift I get to share with my my dad. So, just people who get to, you know, get to know God in this way. That's beautiful, and you you really uh, hit on kind of the next question uh, for us to dive into, um, which is the element of Genesis 1-1 and the first action of God is that he created and he created by speaking the logos. Um, and so, you know, I really am just curious to get your perspective on, you know, how, first of all, how incredible is it and beautiful is it that our identity as human beings, the Imago Dei, the image of God, we are, um, image bearers or icons, as some say, of God. Um, what is so unique about that, that, that God is a creator and that we're image bearers? And, and how does that tie together? So kind of take that thought and then let's go down that path even more for those that are listening. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's unique in the sense that we can personally identify a, a lived out attribute of God. So we don't just have to like rest on the fact of, okay, we, we bear his image and his likeness, but we also bear his characteristics. Like it's imprinted in like who we are and our very function of life. These, you know, the communicable attributes, all that fun stuff. Um, we get to actually taste and see that in a way that um, he didn't have to do that for us. You know, we could have just had the written text that said, you, you know, you're made in my image and that's it. And not really known what that might've felt like, what that might've, that experience might bring us to, but we get um, to taste that even more when the fact that we can put our hands to whatever the medium is um, and rework it and, and imagine and take a blank slate and create something from, from as much as, as much nothingness as there can be to something now there. Um, it means we get to function as our father. And when we function as as who we are, we, we begin, that is worship, you know, just existing as how God made us to be. And if that is through a creative vein, it's just, it's a sweet way to understand that my existence isn't just about remaking things in my image, but I can just image them back. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great thought. Um, and so often, I think we forget that, that element, that divine attribute of God, that he is a creator and that he um, has a sense of an imagination and a sense of wonder. And we as humans were created to create, you know, and we were imagined to imagine and, and to make things, to um, create out of the raw materials that are given in Genesis 1 and 2 and go make something beautiful that reflects him even more. Um, it's kind of like he gave us a sandbox. He gave okay. humankind a sandbox to start with the materials needed to create and said, go do something beautiful with this. Go create culture. Go um, go build something. And I, um, you know, I've heard before, sometimes people refer to Adam and Eve as like park rangers. <laughs> you know, they're the <laughs> ones there just to kind of manage things, keep an eye <laughs> on things. But the reality is they were, you know, gardeners and uh, creators, engineers, um, and cultivators. And we just tend to forget that I think often. Um, and so I think it's so important for us to understand that part of creativity is really reflecting God and who he is, um, and using these natural resources to make something that's beautiful. Um, and that's what it comes down to. So when, even when we talk about creativity, even in the definition, sometimes people go, well, I'm not an artist. You know, they don't attribute themselves to, to making art, but they may make something else. Um, you know, I even referenced kind of the engineer type. If it's not for engineers or architects, like we don't have sustainable buildings. You know, I'm sitting on the second floor right now. And without, without an engineer, I would not be sitting on the second floor. Um, you know, they're craftsmen and even accountants, you know, number people. If it's not having the mind to be able to put numbers together in, in, in a certain place in an alignment, um, you know, organizations and businesses um, wouldn't sustain and wouldn't continue. So yeah. <laughs> um, it really is. It's this innate um, part of how we reflect God's image that is so key and knowing that it all points back to this divine creator. Um, so that's that's so beautiful. Um, 
any other thoughts just on that idea of the image of God and you know what it means to be creative? Man, I I mean, I can only like, I guess this has been just like a a discovery moment for me is that that moment not to just reiterate the fact that we get to look down at our hands and in that moment of just looking down with satisfaction at completion is like we get to share that um, experience that God would have had even just on a you know minuscule level and I think that isn't something to be taken for granted and I think that's just kind of um, that's probably the most impactful thing out of realizing like God giving this attribute is like to share in a, an experience is just it kind of blows my mind <laughs> yeah no and, and you're hitting yeah. on you're hitting on something there where you know creativity uh, allows us to um, experience God in new and fresh ways through different mediums. You know, you've mentioned a few already: dance, film, writing, music, um, you name it, uh, architecture. Uh, yeah. I even think about you know the early church, especially you know first few hundred years of the church when you start to see the rise of you know, um, the Orthodox, massive Orthodox cathedrals, like the architecture and the theology were like one in the same, you know, the architecture played a key role. The art played a key role in telling that story. Um, and I just find that to be so interesting and something that as a result of the reformation, so many, so many of us have lost, you know, yeah. um, so many images or the iconography of the first couple hundred years of the, the church and, um, so yeah, it's so tied to our own formation. Um, so what, what do you think it looks like for creativity to be a part as a practice or rhythm, uh, of our formation to Jesus, to become more like Jesus? Yeah, I think, um, I think if we don't like, if we don't take the time to just explore what knowing God in a creative way looks like, then we kind of miss on like an opportunity that he's provided. Not saying like that has to be, you know, for the person that's like, this is, <laughs> this is out of my pocket. <laughs> right. Right. My... <laughs> yeah. like, You're like, I, I can't dance at all. I just two step and that's it. <laughs> two step. Um, but even just like, maybe even in, if we think more like within the formations, um, like there's this aspect of seeing and experiencing God beautifully. Like you said, like the early church, they didn't just, you know, mark, um, mark certain time periods and people with these art, arbitrary stick figures. Like they made it beautiful. They wanted to express the essence of what the experience was for those people, what receiving the word was like, you know, through beauty. And so for just to allow beauty into your formation practices can only can only push you to see a God more beautiful. So whatever that creative practice might be, um, for me personally, a lot of the times that just means responding to the beauty I'm reading or receiving or experiencing in the formation in a creative way or looking to experience um, God in the practice. So it becomes one and the same and it isn't like I'm trying to make this creative moment holy as if it's already not or I'm trying to make this holy moment creative it's um it's taking both at the same time and recognizing this creative thing is holy and God is giving these elements in it um of beauty and sitting in them resting in them creating with them playing with them reimagining them repurposing them is all a part of the formation so my eyes can um be rooted and rested even more in the purpose of God in God himself but also in the beauty of that moment, you know? Um, and it kind of like it comes out of you. It's like the expression of 
the beauty in the moment of what you're receiving. So, I mean, um, and I can look a thousand different ways for different people. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm even thinking about, you know, places in the world that I've visited or even in the country and uh, even in the ocean here in North Carolina or the mountains or whatever, and just looking out and being so captivated and in, in, in awe of this um, creation that was not created by man, but created by God and going, wow, that is, that is beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm, I'm experiencing wonder, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, and, and then to think that God has created us to reflect him as a means to create more beauty in the world that reflects him. And so, um, you know, we, you referenced earlier, Vania, the idea of stories and narrative mm-hmm. and art, you know, really is telling a story and we're living in a story. Like we don't always think about that. Like we are living in a story right now that has a, has a beginning. It's got a conflict. It's got a resolution and this climax and it's got a, um, you know, a ultimate end, a, a consummation moment. Um, and the stories we live in are the stories we live out. Like they shape us. And so um, art, I think helps to put, um, visuals or different senses to the story um, as a means of shaping us. So that's really, really good Um, for someone who's listening as our kind of final thought for someone who's listening and they're thinking, you know what, what does it look like for me to embrace creativity as a practice? What's just like a nice little simple starting point. They don't have to be some kind of crazy dancer or (laughs) filmmaker or graphic designer or whatever. Like what's a good simple practice that you think can begin to get some of those creative juices flowing as a means of formation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we're like, if we're starting with someone who like, this is, this is brand new. And I, I know I, I do my, my devotional times and that is it. <laughs> and then I go on about my life. Yes. I mean, even starting from there, I think taking a moment of whatever, whatever you may be consuming that makes the most sense to you about the Lord in that moment. You know, how can how can you just take a second and just play with your imagination? Maybe you don't even apply it in a medium. You just sit there, take a moment and think about what would it be like to be in this story, to see it? What does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it taste like? What are the colors? You know, how vibrant are they? Is it muted? What are you seeing? What's in your environment um, that that you just consumed? I don't know if it's something as simple as you're coming out of like a psalm or some crazy story. And, you know, it could be a ridiculous, it could be a horror story. You may not want to go in there, but go ahead. And see, <laughs> right, like, right. It's like, oh, there's a dude's head just rolling on the floor. You know, but whatever, maybe just piquing the imagination um, sometimes is a great place to just start and reflect before uh, stepping into maybe applying, you know, maybe visually what that might look like for you or, you know, like phonically, what would that sound like to you? Or um, how do you respond to it? What does it make you you reflect upon maybe in your own life? Is that playing with, you know, words in a certain way? You know, what did it sound like? You know, so before you even get to applying different mediums or what did it move like, you know, if you were there, how does that affect your your body and your posture? So that's maybe step two, but step one is like, just stoke the imagination. Like, well, can you place yourself in the environment? What is it if you were just a sponge and you sat there, what would you soak up and in, in, in just experiencing that first? Um, and then if that moves you to actually apply that experience, apply those feelings, apply those thoughts, apply those inclinations, always stay in the, the dance world, those uh, intuitions, <laughs> those uh, instincts in an actual medium, um, then, then have at it. Oh, it's so good. And I really hope that 
for those of you listening, this has just stoked a, a very small flame, or maybe it's a larger fire inside of you to have a new perspective, a theological perspective on creativity and the role it plays in our formation as followers of the way of Jesus. Um, but Vania, thank you so much for taking some time to be a part of the Rhythms podcast. Um, it's such an honor to have you, and we're really thankful that you could uh, join us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thank you.